Welcome back to Taxes Made Simple. I'm your host, Carlton Dennis. And in today's video, we're gonna go over the top five accounting mistakes made by LLC owners and S corporation owners. We're at the end of the year right now and everyone is getting their bookkeeping and accounting in order. And unfortunately, there will be a handful of taxpayers that make the same mistakes on their books. I want you guys to know about the top five accounting mistakes so you can avoid them and position yourself to avoid overpaying on your taxes this year. Not to mention, we shouldn't be getting ourselves into trouble with the IRS simply because we didn't have the right information. Let's dive in. Now here on this channel, what we focus on is tax education. I'm here to provide you with information, not emotion. So I'm gonna teach you guys some of the mistakes that most taxpayers make. Don't get emotional, just position yourself so you can avoid these mistakes. Now we're gonna go through five accounting mistakes that most LLC and S corporation owners make. But these accounting mistakes might seem small to you, some of them might seem big to you. I will go over the actual repercussions of making these mistakes if you're a taxpayer that's watching this video. So let's go over mistake number one. Mistake number one is not establishing an accountable plan. And I'll explain what this is. An accountable plan is what a business owner can set up to reimburse themselves for expenses that they had that were personal that should have been business related. Let me give you an example. Let's say I go to Staples and I forgot to bring my business credit card with me and I'm buying this office chair and maybe this desk and a couple other items for my business. If I decided to put that business expense on my personal card, I'm gonna wanna make sure that I write it off on my business. But in order for me to allocate that expense over to my business and then get reimbursed, I need to establish what's called an accountable plan. And many business owners forget to do this. It's an accounting mistake if you're not establishing an accountable plan because you could be losing out on deductions that you have taken personally that should be business related. Now, on the contrary side, how an accountable plan could also serve you is if you're a business owner that's making personal expenses in your business account. In order to be reimbursed as a business owner, we also need to have an accountable plan in place. I remember working with one barber and he ended up spending a lot of money inside of his business account. And sometimes he had personal money that would go inside of his business account. Unfortunately, due to this barber not establishing accountable plan, he was not able to determine the money that was inside of his account that was business related versus personally related. Unfortunately, after meeting me, we had to refile his tax returns because he counted over $16,000 of income that should have never been counted as income simply because he did not have his accountable plan in place. Guys, I don't want you to ever be a business owner that's being taxed on money that should never be taxed, nor should we ever be in a position where we're missing out on expenses that we took personally because we didn't know how to allocate it over to our business. Mistake number one is not establishing an accountable plan. Many business owners like myself wear many hats and it can be extremely tough to manage and keep up with all the accounting and financing needs, which is why I like to introduce you guys to Cinder. Cinder is an easy to use accounting software for e-commerce businesses and SaaS companies. And the best part about Cinder is it automatically records all sales and merchant fees across multiple platforms such as Amazon, Etsy, Shopify, eBay, you name it. And it's all in real time on their accounting system. Now, Cinder can make your life easier and it automatically brings your transaction data from Stripe, from PayPal, from Square into one software. It also categorizes your sales and expenses for a more thorough reporting. Now, 
Cinder also offers a one-click and error-free reconciliation to get ready for the next upcoming tax season, allowing you to spend more time in your business as opposed to becoming your own accountant. Cinder is also currently having a Black Friday special. They're offering everyone up to 56% off all yearly plans, plus a free Cinder specialist will have a consultation with you when you get onboarded. Now, by visiting the link below, you can enter for a chance to win my actionable business checklist, something that I feel everyone needs to have. By visiting the link below, you'll have a chance to enter into a raffle to win this. Also, if you're looking for more information on Cinder, visit their YouTube channel so you can get inspired to set up your own account. All right, guys, I'm gonna jump right into mistake number two, and this one bothers me. I cannot stand when I see a tax return that has extraneous miscellaneous expenses. What is miscellaneous expenses? I'll give you the IRS's definition. Miscellaneous expenses is a term used to define and cover costs that typically do not fit within a specific tax category or account ledger. I have so many clients that love to use the miscellaneous expense category before they became my clients. We do not use the miscellaneous expense category in my office. Let me explain why. To be completely honest, I just do not know what miscellaneous means. And I never want my taxpayers, especially my high net income earners, placing high expenses in the miscellaneous category because they were unsure how to categorize their expenses. You might be familiar with various miscellaneous expenses such as clothing, equipment, meals, maybe eating out. These items can be categorized specifically to your business if you know exactly how to categorize these expenses. So you can avoid the miscellaneous category. Something that you might put in miscellaneous might actually be equipment or something that you might put in miscellaneous actually might be advertising. But as a business owner, unless you've been educated on the various different categories of expenses, you might find it easier to stuff a lot of these expenses into the miscellaneous category because you're unsure. Taxpayers, being unsure does not mean that you just stuff items into the miscellaneous category. Taxpayer, just because your CPA isn't educating you on where to put the expenses doesn't mean you should let your CPA just stuff expenses into the miscellaneous category. I have dealt with a lot of audits, and when I first joined my mother's company, I watched her go through a lot of audits. Most of the tax returns that were being audited had a lot of miscellaneous expenses. $28,000 in miscellaneous expenses, $160,000 in miscellaneous expenses. What does miscellaneous expenses mean? If I'm an IRS auditor, it is so easy for me to say, hmm, here's a taxpayer that's categorized all their expenses into the appropriate category. Here's a taxpayer that's using $56,000 of miscellaneous expenses. I wonder what that is. Maybe I can figure something out if I just audit him and find out that maybe some of this miscellaneous expenses are personal expenses that he just stuffed in miscellaneous. Who knows? But I want you as a taxpayer to never be in a position where the IRS auditor is looking at you subjectively because you miscategorized your expenses or you're using a category that really shouldn't be utilized all the time by taxpayers. The miscellaneous expense category will increase your audit risk if you are putting too much expenses in the miscellaneous category. So mistake number two as a taxpayer is having too high miscellaneous expenses. All right, let's continue to build on top of these mistakes, right? We covered the accountable plan. Obviously, we wanna re be reimbursed if we're spending money personally. We covered miscellaneous expenses. It should make sense that miscellaneous doesn't make sense sometimes, right? Okay. Calm down. Let's go ahead and go into number three. Number three is 
Entertainment expenses. Carlton, what do you mean entertainment expenses aren't deductible? Tax Cuts and Jobs Act changed that. Okay, so when Donald Trump implemented the Tax Cuts Jobs Act of 2017 that went into place in 2018, one of the expenses that many taxpayers used to take on their tax returns was entertainment expenses. Entertainment expenses is me taking my clients out to the Angel Stadium to watch a baseball game because we all love baseball and then choosing to talk business while we're there and I get to write off the baseball game plus the food that I had. I have taxpayers that will come to me before getting educated by me telling me, oh yeah, I put my season tickets to the Rams game on my business card. And I'm sitting there wondering what in the world told them that they could do this, knowing that the tax laws have changed. Taxpayers who are watching this video, I want you to know something. Entertainment expenses are no longer deductible, unfortunately. You can take marketing expenses, if you're a savvy taxpayer and know how to turn entertainment expenses into marketing expenses or advertising expenses, but if you're buying season tickets to the Marlins game or to the Rams game or to the Lakers, we can't write these expenses off. Can we write off marketing expenses? Absolutely. If you're putting on a marketing event at any of these stadiums, can we write off advertising expenses? Absolutely. Are you posting ads at the stadium? Is that something that you are a part of? If so, now we are opening up something that can be more considered an ordinary and necessary expense in the pursuit of income. That's code section 162A. I've taught you guys already before if you're my followers. Now, we talked about that entertainment is not deductible, but why do taxpayers still take entertainment? Taxpayers, they're uneducated, and that's because their CPA isn't with them when they're out spending money. Your CPA might just be your CPA, a certified public accountant. He's going to account for every single thing that goes inside of your tax returns and file it every single year for you to keep you in compliance. But when you're spending money 365 days out of the year, you may not be contacting your CPA to say, hey, is this deductible? Is this not deductible? How can I make it deductible? And that's when tax strategy starts to come in to factor. Now, one thing that we need to make sure that we know is moving forward, this has been set in stone. Entertainment expenses are not deductible. So if you have already taken entertainment expenses and placed them on your business account, I am encouraging you not to write them off come April 15th when you file your tax returns. That is mistake number three. I'm gonna speak out on mistake number four to my S corporation owners and to my LLC taxpayers that have made the subchapter S election. What does that mean? You can set up an LLC and S elect your LLC to be taxed as an S corporation. You get to enjoy some of the benefits of being an S corporation. No self-employment tax, you get to take payroll, you get a payroll as a deduction. Those are great things. But one thing I notice is that many taxpayers will let their CPAs transition them over to an S corp and they think their CPAs have handled everything for them. Guys, I encourage you to use this video as your tool to power you in the tax office. When you are speaking with your tax provider, you now know what their position is with what they're doing for you and what your position is as a taxpayer to make sure they're doing all the things you need them to do for you. One of those items is you running payroll. I have spoken to multiple business owners that have made the right step in transitioning from the LLC to the S corporation because the benefits outweigh the cost. I have spoken to many S-Corporation owners who have been in S-Corps because they knew it made sense for them to be in S-Corps. I have also spoken to these same two business owners and realized that these same two business owners sometimes are not taking payroll because no one showed them to. And then they get upset when they talk to me 
because they blame their CPA for not telling them to take payroll. I want you guys to know that once you have transitioned to an S Corp, it is your fiduciary responsibility as a taxpayer, as the business owner to run your own payroll. You can hire and outsource that out, but it's your responsibility to make sure you're running payroll. It is not your CPAs. Your CPA doesn't know if you want to run payroll bi-weekly, semi-annually, once in a year, which is something you can do as an S Corp and just process one payroll in the year. So this is where a conversation has to be had, but also education needs to, to bleed in here, right? I want you guys to know that. I want you to know, hey, if you go point that finger at the CPA, it may not be his in his wheelhouse to be able to sit there and tell you what to do all the time. Maybe that's not what their firm does, right? Tax planning is where you're working with someone 365 days out of the year so that you can rely on a tax strategist to implement something like, like payroll before the end of the year. But if you're watching this and if you made the transition from an LLC to an S Corp and you have enough net income, it is your responsibility to pay yourself a reasonable compensation. Mistake number four is forgetting to run payroll. All right, guys, I, I brought up payroll because that's a big one, right? We're at the end of the year. Most people are trying to figure out what their net income is inside of their business so they can figure out how much to reasonably compensate themselves W-2 from their S-Corps. That is a process I'm going through right now. As I'm filming this video, I'm literally calculating with the amount of time I have left in the year, okay, what is my net income gonna be? What retirement contributions am I making? What other deductions do I have working against my taxable income? Now that I know what my true net net income is, I can run payroll based on what my true net income is. So many taxpayers are doing this exact same thing, but many taxpayers have also been on payroll throughout the year. And they might run into a tax strategist at the end of the year and find out that they can do a deferred compensation plan or a charitable remainder trust or accelerate depreciation or do a 179 bonus depreciation on a vehicle. And now they're in a place where they've reduced their tax bill and they find out that they've overcompensated themselves in payroll. Well, what does that do? Well, if you overcompensate yourself in payroll, that means you're paying into Social Security and Medicare, right? And if you're overpaying into Social Security and Medicare tax, we don't get that money back, are we? So I want you to know as a taxpayer that if you're overcompensating yourself, you're paying into taxes that you didn't have to pay into, which means you're limiting your ability to leverage that income to make more income. Think about it for a second. Carlton, I've already spent $50,000 this year on payroll taxes. And then you find out after going through this process of tax planning with me that you only needed to dish out $25,000 in payroll taxes, you could have parlayed that additional $25,000 into some type of crypto coin and probably quadrupled it or maybe thrown it into the stock market and made your 6 to 12% or you could have invested into an investment property and now we're playing the real estate game. But time value of money can hold you back. Information can hold you back. And you overcompensating yourself as a taxpayer can hold you back from being able to make additional investments. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna learn these mistakes and we're gonna master every little tax code there is as self-employed individuals and you're gonna stay hooked on this channel because you're gonna subscribe and hit that button right now. I hope that you guys enjoyed learning the top five mistakes that I have for you for self-employed business owners and these are mistakes that can be easily avoidable. Sometimes it just takes having more conversations with your tax provider. Hmm, sometimes your tax provider doesn't want to have these conversations. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your tax providers. My name is Carlton Dennis. If you guys like this video, like, comment, subscribe. Visit the link below to schedule a complimentary consultation with my tax team. We're here to support you 365 days out of the year, over and out.